Yes. Right. Hi guys, welcome back to episode six. 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 Of six. Yeah. Six. six. Of the between the sessions with Hamish and Alex. Um, welcome back. Yeah, Alex. I feel like we haven't been here. For yes, ages. we. It's been one of those weeks or months where yeah. we've. Uh, it's been a bit difficult to actually lock it, lock down. Lockdown times. Lockdown times. But, um, you know, we're committed. We're here. We're doing it. Yep. And we're going to rock and roll it as we always do. Yep. Um, yeah. So today we decided to talk about chakras. Yeah. Yeah, the, f- the first three. We're right? going to talk about the first three today. First three. So, guys, for those that don't know uh, chakras, um, basically they're energy centers um, within the body and they're seven all up. And they've been traditionally used through, uh, you know, religions like Hinduism and Buddhism and other religions um, as part of their philosophy. Um, I won't know that one because I don't know about it. No. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and the reason why we're talking about chakras today is because um, obviously the chakras relate to the body because they talk about different energy centers and each of those energy centers has their own attributes and benefits and et cetera. Yeah. And we want to talk about how this relates to fitness and well-being because there has to be a link between the two. And while some of you might not be familiar with chakras or you might be very familiar with chakras and, you know, it could be up in the air and whether they exist or not, you know, the medical industry doesn't necessarily talk about chakras. Again, I think it's just another tool and another um, body of information you can use to assess things in your life. And me being a personal trainer, I, I've always knew the, known these traditions even before I was a trainer. And no, not because I'm Sri Lankan and Indian. Do you <laughs> must assume, Alex, that I, I must know everything smoking. about Hinduism and, and the like. Racist prick. Anyway, um, I, I, I've always been fascinated with these, uh, this particular subject. Um, and it was just a natural progression for me to then use that in helping me assess my clients. Um, now, it wouldn't be something I'd talk about, hey, your third eye is turned off. But it, I, it, I, would, I would look at them from a physical perspective and then I would then use the understandings of chakras to maybe get some more information and obviously using questions with the client to see if they were validated. So, you know, yeah. using some sort of scientific method based on this principle and then obviously coming up with some sort of test and measure plan to see whether my hypotheses is um was valid so that's how i would use chakras with my clients so alex do you know anything about this or because you're pretty much white that has limited i'm pretty white but you are really white (laughs) actually we were talking that you're looking very russian now like a russian drug lord yeah because you got a big beard shaved head yeah um how do you feel about that eastern european look to me you have a very i'm embracing what is your background actually polish Oh, you are Polish. Polish. So it's Eastern European. It's not quite like Northern enough, but it's pretty close. So you are a Russian spy. <laughs> I'm a Russian spy. I worked it out. Right. Yeah, so right. you actually get it from there. Yeah. All right. So you're not as Aussie as... Not as Aussie as you might think. <laughs> so now I feel bad for all the white jokes because you're not technically... Well, you're so white, Polish but... people are white. I know they're white, but you know, white in the sense of... Just like dumb and arrogant. White trash. <laughs> yeah, white trash. <laughs> it's right. Oh my gosh, I apologise if half of our listeners are white. So <laughs> just lost half of our followers. Great. Good Lord. 
Um, okay. So, you know, what, do you know anything about this stuff? Well, it hasn't been so much in my upbringing, mm. but I think you introduced it to me a while ago. We were upstairs and we were doing a card, like a card reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up by the mirrors. And, um, oh, wow, that was a long time ago. That was ago. a long time ago. And I think we flipped over and I had something to do with my throat chakra, which we're not talking about today. Mm, mm. But it sort of rang true because I was not so vocal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, besides from that, that sort of sparked me on it. And I've read a, read a bit of a book about it so yeah i know i know a little bit but yeah i mean it's yeah. used a lot in like in the in the realms of chinese medicine and yeah. um you know even japanese traditions we've also got you know and obviously indian and <laughs> that stuff yeah. uh, yoga uses it a lot yo-yos you know, yo-yos <laughs> Yoga. Dude, yoga is so good. Oh my god, there are. How the long best. Is it you you know that yoga? I, I, I've never had a yoga, but. Are you serious? But yeah. The but, Dutch chocolate? The Dutch chocolate apparently is the closest to yeah, it. Yeah, that's so good. We literally went from chakras to yogas. Yeah. <laughs> yogas are good, though. That's a, that's a huge talent. Okay, yeah. are we still on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Maybe a little bit more in-depth information about chakras. Um, so like we mentioned before, there's seven main ones. Yeah, they, um, they run up the spinal cord. And they run up the spinal cord. So the very first one, being the lowest one, is your root chakra. And that's kind of located in your perineum. And for those that don't know where their perineum is, it's the gap or the location or area between your anus and your sexual organs. Um, I don't know why Alex always <laughs> smirks. I'm He's like a 12-year-old boy. That um, name for it it's just when I say the word anus or sexual organs, he just he giggles <laughs> like a 12-year-old boy. Anyway, a um, lot of maturity here. So yeah. that's where your perineum is and it's your root chakra. Um, and each of these you know, chakras has their own kind of flavor. Um, there's a color associated with it and you know, some sort of like an essence to it. So root chakra is really, as you know, as far as I'm understanding it, you know, you're you're grounding to to earth, or you're you know being. Well, its element is earth. The element is earth. Yeah. yeah. So it's earth. It's it's grounding. It's kind of a ready earth yeah, color red, in nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and it's meant to be associated with things like security, survival, survival, um, uh, physical health. Exactly. Uh, yep. Your body. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know anything? No. That. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. That I know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of that. That's sort of the roots. So it's a very. It's just very kind of very. I guess fundamental areas of ourselves in terms of you know you know, food and survival and shelter and security and all those kind of general kind of topics. Yeah. yeah. That that revolve around us being here in this life. Yeah. You know, fruit chakra. Um, the next one up is the sacral chakra. Yeah. Now, this one, from my understanding, and, and there's been a few variations on locations, but it's yeah. it's kind of behind the belly button, I've or heard, maybe a little bit lower. I've heard that below the belly button. Yeah, and I've heard that some people think it's over the spleen. Oh, that's okay. A little bit off to the side, so I think the general is more like in line with the spine. Yeah, I think so. So, this um, particular chakra is kind of orangey in color, and I think it's meant to be the hub of your creativity. Creativity, sexuality. Creativity, sexuality. So it's um, um, it's elements water. So it's a yep. it's a liquidy yep kind stuff. of essence to yeah, it. Liquid essence. Um, I think it's also the tummy area. So it's all about digestion. Yeah. Um, 
uh, assimilation, like breaking down of foods, absorbing yeah. foods. Yeah. Um, and then I guess from a creative perspective, it's like, yeah, it's like birthing something into the world. I guess that's also the area where, you know, a baby would be located. Yep. So, you know, like that creation of life, you know, for a female and that, that, that birthing an idea maybe. Yeah, or, well, I've heard from females that the sacral chakra is located like really close to the womb. Yeah, that's right. It's meant yeah. to be right there. Whereas with men, it's a little bit lower, closer it, to the genitals. There you go. So then men and women a little bit different yeah, as well. A little bit. So, yeah, so that's sacral chakra. So that's kind of orange in nature. Yeah. Um, we, we've got our solar plex chakra which is just below, I think, the top of the rib cage, but yeah. above the belly button. Yeah, in between the sternum and the belly button. Yep. Um, and that's like yellowy nature. And they, they kind of call that the, the sun, solar, uh, the sun chakra. Um, and I think that's to do with things like identity, um, yeah. willpower, um, mm. determination. Yeah. Um, all those kind of aspects um, tend to be um, in the solar plex. Um, and then we move up to the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra. Yep. And obviously that's obvious location where the heart is. Yep. Um, but it's actually green. Um, yeah, right. It's a green color. You know, yeah. I don't know what most people think it would be red, but it's actually green, the heart chakra. And obviously that's to do with love and bliss and joy and excitement and all those wonderful feelings that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually meant to be a spiritual chakra or heart chakra behind that heart chakra. Oh, second one. Yeah. That, it actually sits just behind or just off behind. Yeah. And that's meant to be the spiritual heart chakra. Um, that's cool. And that's meant to really be more of a... I mean, look, there's seven main ones, but there's actually many chakras. Yeah. We're talking about the seven main ones. There's a lot of little ones. Yeah. And so this particular one sits behind and it's meant to be like the spiritual heart or the greater heart. Um, and then moving up, we've got the throat chakra, obviously located in the throat and it's bluing nature. And it's kind of got to do with things about saying what you mean, saying your truth, yeah. speaking how you feel. Confidence. Confidence, yeah. communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what's related to the heart chakra. Right. Sorry, throat chakra, like you're here. Um, the sixth one is probably my favorite one, and it's the third eye. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the third eye. So I, I originally thought the third eye was actually the third eye chakra set within the brow line, and I think it does. But further research has shown me that it actually sits more behind the back of the head. Oh, really? Yeah, so between the back of the throat and the back of the head. So kind of like there. Oh, wow. And I've, the, I've experienced it right. Me too, me too. In meditation and stuff, I've, I've definitely yeah, felt it there. But it's actually, because it's actually the pineal gland. Yeah, that's the organ for it. That's the organ for it. So it's meant to be around that. Yeah. And the pineal gland actually sits further like, back yeah, in the it's brain. Like deep in the, yeah. Spot on. So I actually think that um, maybe it sort of filters through to the front of the brow, but its yeah. actual location is a little bit further back. Yeah. Um, and that's got to do with clarity and... Sometimes clairvoyance. Clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, yeah. like extrasensory abilities tend yeah. to come in through that area. Yeah. Dimensional... Um, I've seeing, seen people who can completely cover up their two physical eyes and, look through and then that. still look through the third eye and navigate the physical yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. Um, and then finally we have the crown chakra, which is a chakra that sits probably about two inches above outside the body above yeah. the head um and i think it's meant to be more of oh, sorry the going back to the solar uh, the third eye it's a, is a violet in color are you right yeah. oh my god <coughs> joking it's jesus okay. don't die on me oh, actually then it'll be just the hamish it'll be just the hamish podcast <laughs> um 
Yeah, so we've got, so the, it's violet in colour, um, and so for the, for the third eye, and then moving to the crown oh. chakra, I, th- I think it's, I don't know if it's goldy in colour or whether That's it's, a, I, I think, a huey blue, actually. Uh, I'm not too sure. I could yeah. be corrected on that. Um, and that's meant to be, maybe we can look it up. Maybe, I think it's your connection to God or spirit or universe or whatever you want to call it. Now, I know all of this sounds very esoteric and maybe a little bit hippie-ish for the fitness world, but I think it's a really interesting philosophy or idea or concept to look at because I think anything that gives us some understandings in ourselves, uh, the better. And, you know, human beings love to... Um, segregate and sectionize things off, and for, and for me, and I guess here at Alter Ego, we really see purple uh, indigo, indigo, third eye, and then purple for the purple crown. for the crown. So indigo for the third eye, and purple for the crown. Okay, pretty yeah. spot on there. Yeah, otherwise. yeah, that was, that was right. Um, yeah, like I, I think what we're starting to see a lot in the fitness industry now is this mind body connection. Yeah, and really treating it as not two separate things. It's it's one thing. Like it kind of one thing without the other, you know? It's kind of like diet and nutrition. It's like you can't really just do one. You can't out-train a shit diet. Correct. And neither can you, and neither vice versa, you know? So I think we're starting to move into an era now, especially with fitness, um, in the fitness industry, where looking at things from a mind-body perspective is really the key. Because, yes, you can have a, a body that might be overweight, and sick and lethargic and lacking energy. And yes, that might be coming from a lack of uh, movement or or, 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 or poor nutrition. Yeah, yeah. But I think we're also realizing now that that can also come from an unbalanced brain yeah. and a misused brain. And, and what tends to happen is I think it's these thoughts that filter into our body that directly affects these energy centers. And then that manifests itself as disease in the body. And I think where science is catching up, maybe philosophy and religion and the like um, have spoken about it in the past. But now I think the two worlds are kind of combining. So I think using chakras and understanding them more can give you another level of insight into the wellness of your body. And then treating that accordingly in conjunction with, you know, improving your posture and moving better and eating better um, brings a new level of health and fitness, I think, to us. And to ignore it, I think, is silly. Um, yeah. I think bad posture can uh, can sometimes shut off the connection between all seven, can't it? Absolutely, like yeah. posture's not good enough. Well, well so many things affect the chakras. Yeah. And, and, and the word chakra actually translates to wheel, yeah. So it's like a wheel of moving energy. And it can either be really, the wheel can be stuck and really slow and not kind of firing, or it can be overused, so it can yeah. be too much. Um, and I guess a really good example um, that I can use, that, uh, that I have related to me personally. Um, so I had, a, I had a lot of issues for myself, I think, with the solar plex chakra. And like I said before, that, that's, that, that's the yellow sun one, and that's like willpower. The third. Yeah, the third one, willpower identity, all that type of stuff. Control is in there as well. And I think I, I think a lot of my, I think I became a really big workaholic, especially, you know, you, you leave school, you get into the workforce or you start a business. And it's kind of like, I think your, your attitude towards life is the harder I work, 
um, the better the results. Yeah. And I think many of us kind of take that from immigrant parents. You know, they sort of came to this country and worked their asses off and they kind of like work, work, work for a good education, work, work, work to make money so that you can set yourself up. And so I found myself with some of those beliefs and constantly working, 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 working and finding new ways just to work hard. And I, and I noticed that even when I wasn't working, I felt guilty and like I should be doing something. And so the Solarplex Chakra really relates well to that because it's all about that willpower, it's that drive. And, and I ha- for me growing up, there's never been an issue with drive. But when that, when that chakra is out of control, the drive becomes destructive yeah. because you're now pushing your body to extremes. It's, 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 you're exhausted and you're still pushing yourself. Um, you're working harder, you're working harder, but you're not necessarily taking into account the results, you're just working hard. And so when that soul, my I think my solar plex when that was I used to actually get physical pain. Oh really? Underneath my rib cage, yeah. yeah. It used to be painful for the longest time, and it was a form of not being able to control my environment, not be able to get where I wanted to get to, not be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And so the formula for me was, well, just work harder, learn more, do more, do more. And when I started working with the chakras and started to understand them, I really started to see how overactive that particular part of me was and it was actually hurting my results, you know, because as that chakra became overly used, like you said, the other ones tend to kind of turn off. Yeah. And it was kind of like my heart chakra that wasn't really in alignment. And so focusing on what I love and, and that energy yeah. or purpose or, or that type of thing was put to the side while I just worked, 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 worked. And it took me a long time, man, like a long time to kind of ease off that part of my personality and allow others to come through um, in order to balance me out. And it's not to say that drive and, and hard work is a bad thing, but out of balance, and this is what chakras are all about, creating balance, yeah. that's when it becomes destructive. And in the same token, for other people, it could be very underactive where they've got no drive yep. and no ambition and, no, and, and are totally out of control of their lives. You know, they're just sort of going by. So, you know, you've got these sort of polarized ends to all the chakras. Yeah. And so mine was to one particular side and it was causing me a lot of grief. And so that was something that I really worked on and worked through. Um, and it changed. And, and that, if, if, I, if, I, if I relate that back to a physical part of me, like I said, I, get, I used to get a lot of... Rib, rib pain or pain yeah. in my side yeah. it also correlated to a very weak core uh, okay you know what i mean like yeah. I, i'm really good upper body really powerful legs but core was really weak yeah because that area was already overactive so as i started to balance that chakra out i also noticed that i was getting more i was focusing more on core exercises so strengthening that area yeah um, and in different ways you know like planks or holds or different utilizing that area and building a better mind body connection with it Mm. so i think it was a combination of the work outside of it plus the maybe written work or counseling work that i was doing on it really helped me connect that area and doing gymnastics you know core is such a major part and once i made that full body connection it really changed the game for me did you do any meditations on that on that chakra, like specific Abs- ones? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes just focused attention meditation is yeah. enough. Yeah. But also, the, I mean, I did. there's a whole bunch of chakra meditations. Yeah. Um, and the, the, uh, the other thing with chakras is they're all attuned to a particular vibration or sound. Yeah. So sometimes listening to the sound 
that relates to the solar plex chakra yeah. or eating fruits that are the same color or vegetables that are the same color or or they have different scents or different crystals or a whole bunch of things or elements that are related to it. Yep. So utilizing those items within your self or eating those items or, or, or listening to those sounds. Even wearing the colors. Even wearing the color yep. can heal that particular um, yep. chakra. Yep. Um, and it's been so profound, that work, that even now as part of my daily meditation – I do a chakra clearing. Of so all I, seven? Of all seven. Yeah. So I'll go from the bottom and work my way through and just envision the color and envision its location. Do like a focused... Yep, yep. So I'll be like, you know, ready, earthy color for root chakra. Yep. Focus my attention there, think of that color, and then slowly move up yeah. until I get through. And I have to tell you, it's had a really phenomenal effect on, on my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like I'm more balanced. I'm more um, less reactive. My workouts are a lot better. Yep. My health is better. Yep. Um, I sleep better. You know, that, so it's, it's, it's had a massive improvement for me. Yeah. And while I used to do chakra healings or chakra meditations sporadically, usually when things got really bad, oh, okay. now I'm kind of now making it a part of, yeah. part of my daily yeah. meditation. Um, so I've heard that chakras are like vortices. So like a... Yeah, uh, like a vortex. Yeah, like a vortex, each one. And if you go one way too much like you were saying it's yeah. overactive if you go the other way too much it's underactive yeah do you ever do meditations focusing on trying to trying to um what's the word uh, spin them like up or get them yeah yeah yourself. yeah absolutely look i think like i said to you like even though the solar plex chakra was down i yeah. uh, sorry it was overworked was my heart chakra was really down yeah or not working as well so then the meditation was to focus on expanding the, the heart, heart chakra yeah and, you know, trying to spend more time or bring more of my attention to that space. Did you try and close off the solar plexus as well? Or not uh, to be honest much? with you, it wasn't as much of a closing yeah. as a much of a bringing awareness back to that area and trying to be still with yeah. it. Because I feel like when things are overactive, you don't want to kind of wind it back down. You kind of want to bring a stillness to that area. Yeah. So I would just observe it. I would just watch the solar plex area. Yep. And just breathe and try to calm that area. Breathe into it. Yep, breathe into it. And then when it came to expanding chakras, and I don't know if any of this is how you do it, but this is how I do it. Yeah. When it came to the heart, I just envisioned the expansion of it, like yeah. coming outside of my body. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So I guess that was a bit more of an activation for me. Yeah. While the other one, a stillness, was kind of a bringing it back into balance. Yep. Um, that definitely worked. Yeah. Definitely worked for me. Yeah. I've done a similar thing with my heart chakra. Yep. So the envisioning of it, of the spinning yep. and trying in the meditation, like envisioning the spinning of it and opening and closing it. Yep. And I, I'm pretty sure I told you about it. I opened, I guess I opened it more uh, and like a huge warmth yep. spread That's right, expansion. From that, yep. right from that center where it's supposedly located yep. and spread out yep. from there. And I've done a couple on my throat as well after that time when we were up at the mirrors and it it's, it wasn't the same as like that feeling of warmth yeah, yeah, above, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, a different yeah. feeling. And it's, I don't know, I feel like imagining it as a vortex really yeah, helps. and that's exactly what, I mean, that's how it's been described as, yeah. like through the teachings. Yeah. And I think you brought on a really good point as well, that the lower three chakras are very much the earthly chakras. Yeah, the while physical. The, yeah, which yeah. are physical world, you know, it's about, it's the survival, it's sex, it's food, it's all the kind of its security, its acceptance, its identity, kind of all the things that we're concerned with in the uh, in the physical world. Yep, material. In the material world. 
um, while the four upper chakras, including the heart upwards, are very uh, the esoteric or the um, the you know of the non seen world or spirit yeah. world, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and a really interesting point that you know was told to me that the lowest three chakras really relate to a lot of our stresses in life. Yeah. And when those lower three chakras, so you're affected either in relationships or you know, your purpose or your survival, you know, you've got financial issues or you've got relationship issues or you've got um, you know, connection issues or whatever it is, like those, those sort of lower three, um, it brings a lot of stress. Yeah. It draws stress in. And they kind of call it, um, it's kind of energy, like it's drawing energy from your environment. Yep. Which is why I think you find a lot of people very exhausted because if you think about those particular topics, they bring a lot of stress and they make us really fucking tired, yeah. really exhausting, you know? Yeah. While the upper four are very much energy giving chakras. So the heart chakra actually regenerates the body, mm-hmm. the throat re- and regenerates, communication, connection regenerates, third eye clarity, purpose regenerates, and then connecting to. A higher power is regenerative yeah. and I think what happens with a lot of us is we get stuck in the bottom three so our world we're constantly consumed yeah. by things of survival and relationship and um, material gain. and the material world you know and yeah. and I think what chakras have really taught me is about or you know the tools it's given me is about getting out of those zones yeah and coming back to those higher ones. Yep. And when the higher ones are activated, the lower three become more balanced. Yeah. And then your body is out of stress. Yep. And if we come back to sort of, the, sort of the fitness world, we know that stress you know, affects the body. You know? And there's now, now research showing that it's now affecting our bodies even on a genetic level you know, through the study of epigenetics. Stress is now regulating which genes are switched on and which ones are switched oh, off. God. Like that's how deep stress is going into yeah. our bodies now. And while all organisms in the environment are used to stress, consistent stress over a long period of time is detrimental to us. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you eat, it doesn't matter what workout you're doing, if you're under consistent stress, um, you're going to get sick. You're not going to be healthy. The body is not going to move that weight. Yeah. It's not going to give you the energy to exercise and develop the body. I mean, a workout in its own is a tearing and repairing. So there's a level of inflammation, there's a level of stress that goes along with that. So if you're consumed with these lower three chakras or your your stress is with that and you're not getting away from it, there is no way you're going to heal yourself. There's no way you're going to be able to reach your health and fitness goals. It's just impossible. And while that might be outside the scope of a personal trainer, it's definitely within the scope of every individual to to look at those things and aspects of their lives and work out strategies and tools in order to relieve that stress. And for me, it's been focusing more on the heart and the voice and the mind and trying to bring those aspects in, which is then put into balance those other areas. To balance the bottom. Yeah, and, and reducing that stress. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, th- I think that's a, um, I think that's a, huge, a huge thing that relates very closely to health and fitness. Yeah. And I think over the next five to ten years, we're going to see more of a blending of these ideas, these philosophies, these methodologies, and in our health and fitness industry. Because yeah. we have a society of people that are stressed, 
they're overworked, they're exhausted, and the traditional ways of pushing your body with workouts and extreme calorie restrictions or whatever it is, people are going to be looking for a better way because you can't sustain these long-term. And we know that for health and well-being, it's something you can do consistently over the long-term. And in order to do that, we've got to get energy. So anytime you want to make a change in your life, it needs energy to maintain that new habit. So we have to take some of that energy away from these lower three chakras which are draining our lives. And I think that's really exciting. So as meditation becomes more obvious, as these understandings of energy centers or chakras become more, people start to understand them more, I think we're going to start to see maybe workout plans or programs or gyms, you know, hopefully like Alter Ego popping up more that start to address this with their clients and really giving more of a larger perspective as opposed to a very black and white diet and exercise model, which I just don't think works anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. We're on the cusp of some great transformation. Yep. I think even meditation without the chakra focus Correct. can yeah. create huge difference. Well, that's, with. again, we talk, you know, we've talked about stress in many of our podcasts yeah. and, you know, for me, that's been a, a big game changer in reducing of stress. But yep. sometimes I know, I, I appreciate that meditation can feel like another one of those mountains you have to climb and it's am i doing it correct and i don't know how to do it and you know it just becomes too hard and then where's the time for meditation and mm. there's kids running around or the off you know work wants me to hang late and it's just it becomes like workouts so like i just don't have time for it yeah but i think you know understanding chakras and understanding how they affect the body and what they mean might give you some insight into what's really bothering you or holding your energy yeah. and when you can release that that gives you energy back which then you might have more of to use for maintaining a really good, healthy lifestyle yeah. or getting those habits down that you want to get down. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. Yeah, cool. That's pretty much it on the chakras. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, no, not really. No? No, you covered a lot of it. I know, I'm pretty knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this, you are. This I am. Yeah, big yeah. time. And look, I, an, another point to make is that... um. I, I've had direct experience where I've I've really seen, um, you know, we talked about that solar plex chakra, the number th- three, and the heart chakra, number four. And um, I've talked about this in blogs and podcasts before. The chakras also relate to years in life. Okay. So every chakra is meant to represent seven years. Oh. So, you know, zero to seven would be the root chakra. Yep. And then 14 would be the solar plex, sorry, the sacral chakra. 21 is the solar plex chakra. 28 would be the um, heart chakra. Um, 35 (laughs) is the throat. And then what, 42 42. would be the third eye. And then, you know, 49 is the uh, um, higher one. And now while, while obviously these years are, you know, give or take, they're not exact on the dot or on the day, I definitely have noticed within my own life and within the lives of my clients, noticing that when you're changing to a new chakra or you're transitioning between them, there's a lot of change that goes on in your life. So maybe some of you listening might be able to relate to this. So a good example is the heart, is the heart chakra and the solar plex chakra. So the solar plex chakra relates to those that are you know 21 years of age, right? And if you look at yourself from 21 to 28, 
I, I look at typical, I look at myself at 21 and my life was all about, look at me. You know, it was all about my indi- being an individual. Yeah. Um, my pushing boundaries, yeah. my, my drive to be somebody, you know, like all of these kind of things relate well, you know, try and, you know, it's friendship groups, it's uh, all that, it's being seen. Solar, mm-hmm. uh, the solar play chakra is all about being seen and you're being that individual. And for the most part, I truly believe that's pretty much what most 21-year-olds, 21-plus, are like. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of get into the world and it's all about they're trying to find their independence, find out who they are. And so that goes along for those many years. And once they start hitting that 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, so transitioning over the uh, into the heart chakra, yeah. I noticed so many clients, and me included, that started to ask very different questions as we started to get closer to that age. And the question was like, do I love what I'm doing for work? You know, do I love the person that I'm with? Um, What would I, what would I love to be doing for the rest of my life? It's very interesting because you start to see these people actually talking about heart chakra as they start moving closer to that period of their life. And it is a very defining moment as they start going, I don't love this job or they mm. they break up that long-term relationship yeah. or they move to another country. It's a lot of big decisions. It's a lot of big yeah. decisions. And the decision they're trying to, I think for the longest time, they were making the decisions based on, will I be seen? Yeah. Or And now they're making decisions on, I don't care if I'm seen. I don't care about these people. Do I love it? And yeah. a beautiful example is me when I was out partying with the clubs. And like, it was all about being seen. It was all about being popular. But I noticed that the friendships that I made in the clubbing scene were just clubbing friends. So once I stopped clubbing, I never saw those people. I wouldn't call them up when I was in trouble and for them to come and help me out. It's not, you know, it's not the type of thing. So then as I got older and started hitting that 28 gap, that was a question I was asking myself. Like, I don't want these false relationships. I want real, loving, true relationships. And so this... 50 million people that knew me dropped down to like five mm. because those were my really close friends. Yeah. Does it make sense? Like you're moving into a more intimate, more real yeah. um, phase of your life. And I think that's um, a really interesting thing to look at because I really think that even with our alter ego, we've got clients that come in for um, wanting to look good. Yeah. You know, which would be solarplex. Yep. You know, very much about the aesthetics, very much about losing weight. And not to say that all age groups wouldn't want this, but you definitely see a trend towards that particular age group wanting that more. Yeah. And then as you get into the older ages, you kind of don't worry about that as much. Yeah. And it's more about does this feel good? Yeah. Is this good for me? Yeah, yeah. This is self care. This is love for me. This is giving back to myself. Mm. And we're starting to see that, especially as it goes 28, 29, 30, yep. you know, and a lot of these, uh, members of ours becoming parents or getting into full-time work or starting families or buying houses. You know, it, it becomes a different phase of life. Yes. And I think I've always used that chakra as a way to navigate what's going on. Yep. But I think what's interesting to note is that if, if people don't work on those, answer those questions, you often get stuck there. Oh, you get stuck in the Yeah, so I, I know a lot of 42-year-olds who are still running around. Like 20 yeah trying to get attention and trying to go to all the clubs and again if you do that there's nothing wrong but my question is always to be like well what are you getting out of that like what are you craving yeah that that's you're still in that phase of your life yeah 
Um, so it's a very interesting thing. So we don't always follow the ages and we often get stuck. Um, so, yeah, it's something to think about. And maybe yeah. if you guys are interested, we can go into that in another podcast yeah. um, in more depth. But it's been a very interesting philosophy yeah. that I've looked like at it. and applied to my life. Yeah. And like trying to wonder which chakra, in, depending what age group I'm in, that I've been stuck at. So, yeah, fascinating stuff. Yeah, that definitely is. All right, cool. That's it, guys. Thank you for your time and attention, as always. Um, we love talking about this. As always, the more feedback you give us, the more input you give us, the more we, uh, we can fine-tune and making sure that it's a great service and product for you guys to listen to. Um, one thing you all can do for me, which we would really, really love, is if you're listen, if you can go to iTunes, if you can find this podcast on iTunes, and please, please, please give us a rating. Um, the more you rate it, the more people will see this podcast and the more people can benefit from the things that we're chatting about. So would love if you could rate us and give us some feedback. Um, thank you once again. And um, we'll be back again next week with another podcast. Yep. Bye. 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 <laughs> doop, doop.